dwell in him, creator of heavens and the earth. I just pray that this day you send your rock, cockroach, dash in my way. Even at this very moment, send them within me to abide as I strive to lead and guide your flock into the green pastures of your word, causing them to bring to memory all the things I've heard during my study time with you and to filter my lips that nothing escapes them except that which is good and true. Therefore, from the lesson this day, Father, I do pray that you allow your flock to feed free. Not that they might be impressed with me, but that they may be blessed by thee. Only pray that you utilize me to illuminate the darkness with your words light, that it displaces any fright, and that it strengthens their hands, that they might fight to enter into thy kingdom. Therefore, for me this day, Father, I do pray that you allow your light to shine extra bright again, not that they might see me, but that they may find you, the one in whom all glory and honors do. Yahoo, my Ellen King, I pray that you accept for me this day my offering in Yahushua's name. Oh, All right, happy new month. Oh, Hallelujah. May each day become a reason for happiness for you. Hallelujah. So, as aforementioned, we are entering into new month 11. And it's going to be a short lesson, you know. Um, we're going to go over the Psalms for today. You know, but the Psalms are really difficult when it comes to studying because it's like, it's a lot of mistakes in some of them. Hmm. And so, you, you know, you literally, you know, you have to look up every word, hmm. you know. And I thought I've gotten past that. Like, I know many of them, you know, by heart. But Psalms use, also uses some language that's, that's not all, all the time utilizing the rest of Scripture. So, yeah, so it just keeps you, keeps you going. Hallelujah. You know, so today's um, it's the thirty-first. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah! So we're gonna take a look at the thirty-first song. Beautiful song, um, by the way. It starts off with verse one, which says, "In Thee, O Yahuwah, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in Thy righteousness." Mm -hmm. Now, these five words, do I put my trust, are all translated from one Hebrew word, which is kasa, number 2620, meaning to flee for protection, figuratively, to confide in, to make refuge, to trust. You know, so literally what's being said is, here is, in Dio Yahuwah, do I run to for protection? That's what's literally being said, you know, and so, you know, that's um, significant because, you know, as I always try to get across to you guys, Hebrew is a pictorial lang language. And so, you know, I try to, you know, bring out the picture. And so the picture of putting one's trust in Yah in this sense that the author of um, Psalms 31 is speaking to, it's a picture of you. Run into Yah. You know, in Dio Yahuwah, I put my trust. In Dio Yahuwah, do I flee to for protection? You know, and that's a good picture. That's a good picture. So I figured I should bring that out because whenever you get in trouble, whenever you find yourself in dire straits, whenever you find yourself in a tight place, you should run to Yah. Amen. You should. Run to Yah. You don't take your time. Don't walk. You know, don't skip. Don't hop. Run to Yah. You know, and that's important. 
And, you know, so he prays, let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Now, actually, this literally says, deliver, um, deliver me thy righteousness. Mm. You know, actually, the in thy, you know, um, the, deliver me in thy righteousness it's not a very good translation it could be better translated deliver thy righteous mm. you can really scratch out me in just deliver thy righteous mm. you know speaking of himself you know so the author is actually saying you know in thee O Yahuwah do I flee to for protection mm. let me never be ashamed deliver thy righteous you know because he's claiming himself to be righteous mm -hmm. continues on in verse 2 it says bow down thine ear to me deliver me speedily be thou my strong rock for a house of defense to save me why because I'm your righteous I'm your righteous one you know and ultimately like you know um, if one has eyes to see this is a prayer concerning Yahshua uh, overall, and it speaks very, very, um, very well to what Yahshua endured. It says, Bow down thine ear to me, deliver me speedily, be thou my strong rock for a house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress, therefore, thy name's sake, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. You know, so. Yah takes his name very seriously. And so he says, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. You know, if we just stay in his name, that is in his character, authority, and reputation, he will lead and guide us even for his name's sake. Amen? Say a Verse 4 goes on to say, pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me. You know, how many of you know that the enemy will set traps for you? The enemy doesn't come straight at you all the time. Sometimes, you know, he set traps, he, he places snares along your path. Sometimes he shoots fiery darts from afar. You know, you have to understand how the enemy works so that you can best understand on how to defend yourself. You know, so he says, Put me, pull me out of the net that they have privily, laid privily for me, for thou art my strength. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Remember Yahshua when he was on the torture state? Mm -hmm. He said, told the Father, to thee I commit my spirit. Thou has redeemed me O Yahuwah Elohim of truth. Mm. I have hated them that regard lying vanities, but I trust in Yahuwah. Mm. You know, and that's where we want to put our trust. We want to put our trust in Yah. You know, a lot of people say they trust Yah, but as soon as something happens, they don't do as the psalmist here and run to Yah. 
They run everywhere but to Yah. In fact, when they can run nowhere else, that's usually the time when they begin to pray. But that's not how it should look. To put your trust in him, in the sense of verse 1, is to run to him for protection. And that's what we should do. Whenever we find ourselves in a situation that's adverse to us, we should run to Yah. Now what does that look like? To run to Yah is to run back into his character, authority, and reputation. It's to run into his will, way, and purposes. That's what it means to run to Yah. It's to run back into his will, way, and purposes because nine times out of ten, you're being attacked because you're outside of him. So put your trust in Yah. Verse 7 says, I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, but thou, for thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities and hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. Thou hast set my feet in a large room. You know, now that may not come off so great for those of us in the um, in 2024, thou has set my feet in a large room. You know, some people may be like, well, what the heck does that mean? You know, you mean set my feet in a large room? How is that going to help me? Well, <laughs> the picture is, you know, trouble or adversity in, in Scripture and in, in any of these passages, you'll find that what's being described is like a cramping. It's like a, mm -hmm. a tightening, a, mm -hmm. like a narrowing, you know, um, of, of, of the way in which you're traveling, you know, or in the spot that you're in. It's like a vice, you know, getting tighter and tighter upon you. And so for y'all to put your feet in a large room or in an open space is to free you. It's to deliver you. It's to save you. Can you see that? You know, so that's that's what's meant. Thou hast set my feet in a large room. I got room to move now. I'm not so cramped. I'm not so, so pent up. Verse 9 goes on to say, Have mercy upon me, O Yahuwah, for I am in trouble. Now this word, uh, these five words rather, for I am in trouble is translated from one Hebrew word, which is Zar. Number 6862, and I was just speaking about this, it speaks to a tight place. Mm -hmm. So you see, trouble speaks to a tight place. So, you know, for him to set your feet in a large room is to take you out of trouble. Mm -hmm. Can you see that? Yep. You know, and, you know, we, they translate it for, I am in trouble, but, you know, literally, it's, have mercy upon me, O Yahuwah, for I'm in a tight place. You know, and we still use that terminology today, you know. Man, things are getting tight, you know. I'm in a tight spot right now. I, I can't help nobody, you know. I need help. I'm in a tight spot, you know. So, like, we still use that terminology now today, you know. So tightness is still, 
you know, relative to trouble or affliction even now. Mm. It goes on to say, mine eye is consumed with grief, my soul and my belly. Mm. So actually what's being communicated is here is all I can see is grief. You know, only thing I think about is grief to the point that I can't even eat. You know, you know, all I all I can see is 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 the grief that's before me. You know, I can't get it off my mind. You know, I don't even have an appetite. Can you see that? He's he's he really is in a tight spot. He's in a tight place for real. You know, verse ten goes on to say, "For my life is spent with grief, and my years with sighing. My strength fell off because of." My iniquity and my bones are consumed. Now, this is a bad translation. You know, it's because of my iniquity, these four words is translated from one Hebrew word, which is Avon, number 5771. Imagine that, Avon. This is a large company called Avon. <laughs> it means perversity or moral evil. No wonder they make so much money, you know. <laughs> you know? But um, yeah, so it's, it says because of my iniquity, you know. But actually, it's just Avon. It, so it's, it's you know because of mine is actually implied. You know, it's, it's the interpreter thought it would be the best case scenario to add that. You know, well, I don't think that was such a great interpretation because we already seen that, you know, this is speaking from a righteous one's perspective. You know, this is not the perspective of the wicked, but of the righteous. Hence, it isn't due to the author's iniquity, but that of the wicked due to the righteousness of the author. So, again, this is a uh, speaking to a type of Yahshua and what he would go through. And he wasn't being persecuted because of his wickedness, but rather because of his righteousness. You know, same thing, you know, same lesson is, is taught with the story of Job. Or, you know, the guy with the job, if you, if you prefer. You know, he wasn't persecuted because of his wickedness but because of his righteousness. Can you see that? You know, <clears throat> so here it's translated, the KJB translated, it's translated because of mine iniquity, but it's actually because of iniquity. You know, um, my strength fell off because of iniquity and my bones are consumed. And then, you can see that this is proper because the next verse goes on to say, I was a reproach among all mine enemies. You know, so it immediately starts talking about his enemies who are the, the iniquitous ones. You know, I was a reproach among all my enemies. Now check out who his enemies um, were. But especially among my neighbors. And a fear to mine acquaintance. Mm. 
Can you see that this references Yahshua? You know, but especially among my neighbors. You know, Yahshua's worst enemies were those that was closest to him. You know, those of that same house, the same tribe that he came out of, his own brothers, they were the ones responsible for his demise. You know, and his own acquaintance betrayed him, did he not? You know, so I was a reproach among my enemies, and this is how it is with the righteous, you know, in Yahshua. But especially among my neighbors. To those, to your neighbors, you become a reproach. You become detestable. They don't want nothing to do with you. Whether they tell you or not, they always show you by backing away from you, leaving you alone. You start calling them, they don't want to call back. Anytime you do catch them, they got an excuse as to why they can't, can't talk or can't can't see you or what have you. Hmm. Says, and a fear to mine acquaintance. Hmm. You know, those who do understand you, you know, and, and respect what you're doing, still don't want to be around you because they, they're afraid that they're going to catch some of your heat. Hmm. They that did see me without fled from me. They see you coming from a ways away. They just get on out the way. <laughs> That's dirty. That's real dirty. You know, oh, here he comes. Let's go. Like, <laughs> you know, verse 12 goes on to say, I am forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am like a broken vessel. Yes. You know, and it was, you know, actually, you know, speaking concerning Yahshua, who was actually forgotten as a dead man because he was a dead man. You know, momentarily. And he was a broken vessel. It goes on in verse, th verse 13 and says, For I have heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side while they took counsel together against me. They devised to take away my life. Here it is. I was righteous. I've done nothing. And they're devising to take away my life. But I trusted in thee, O Yahuwah. I said, thou art my Elohim. Hallelujah. That's the way you stand strong in the face of adversity. You know, even when they're devising against you to take away your life. Even when you hear the slander of many, you know how, you know, you hear what they said. You know, somebody always got to come tell you what they said. They, they're not telling you what, what they said. Just what they said, not what he or she said. You know, that's telling you. You know. And it says they devised to take away my life, but I trusted in thee, O Yahoo. I said, Thou art my Elohim. Verse 15 goes on to say, My times are in thy hand. My life is in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. Now, this word persecute here is Radav, number 7291. It means to run after, to chase, to put to flight. You know, so he said, deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from them that chase me. Well, the, from them that run after me. Well, where, where was he running to? 
he was running to Yah, remember? From the very beginning. You know, he was running to Yah, he's running into Yah, but they're trying to catch him before he get there. They're running after him. He says, make thy face to shine upon thy servant. Save me for thy mercy's sake. You know, if Yah makes his face to shine upon thee, then you become bright. You know, and from an ancient picture of being brightened or enlightened, you know, it also comes along with blissfulness, you know, or rejoicing. And so it's to make you glad. And he says, save me for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be ashamed, O Yahuwah, for I have called upon thee. Let the wicked be ashamed. Let them be silent in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which speak of grievous things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. Mm. So again, he's one of the righteous. He's like, you know, don't let them keep talking about me, you know. Let them be silent in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence. Because they speak of grievous things proudly and contemptuously against your righteous ones. Now the psalmist prays that the wicked be silent in the grave. Why does he do that? Because it was known back then that those in the grave, all of them weren't silent. Even because the righteous are not silent in the grave. In fact, they constantly cry unto Yah against the wicked for the wrongs they've endured. We learned this in the book of Enoch. Remember Enoch 22, 5 through um, 7. It says, I saw the spirit of a dead man making soup. What? Here it is a dead man not being quiet. I saw the spirit of a dead man making soup. And his voice went forth to heaven and made soup. And I asked Raphael, the angel who was with me, and I said unto him, This spirit which maketh soup, whose is it? Whose voice goeth forth and maketh soup to heaven? And he answered me, saying, This is the spirit which went forth from Abel, whom his brother Cain slew. And he makes his suit against him till his seed is destroyed from the face of the earth. And his seed is annihilated from amongst the seed of men. Hmm. And so it is with all the righteous. When they die, they make a suit to Yah. And this is why we see in Revelations, it speaks about those who were slain for righteousness sake. Their souls are at the side of the altar. And they're crying out, how long, how long, Yah, before Thou take a vengeance upon our persecutors. Then he tells them, yeah, just a little while longer until the number of you is fulfilled. Mm. Point being, they make a suit. The dead cry out. The righteous, the dead in righteousness cry out. They make a suit to the eye. Their cries go up to heaven. And so here it is, the psalmist is praying, let them be silent in the grave. Let them say anything. Because they speak 
grievous things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. They live to tell of lies. Mm. They speak with forked tongue. Well, it doesn't say that, but, you know. <coughs> but, yeah, you know, that's how the wicked does. does. Then we have Psalms 31, 19. It says, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. You know, and again, that trust in thee is kasai, number 2620, meaning those that run to him for protection. So it's saying, oh, how great is thy goodness which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that run to thee for protection before the sons of men. Now that's important. Because it teaches us that we should run to Yah for protection prior to going to men. But this is not the way most folks do it. Not now today anyway. Not from, from what I've borne witness to in my day and time. I've seen just the opposite. I've seen when folks get into a predicament, they don't run to Yah, they run to the sons of men. It's not supposed to be like that. And they don't even run to the sons of men or Yah. They just run to the sons of men. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to run to Yah, first and foremost. Then run to His, second and second most. And then wait on Him, third and third most. Verses 20 through 24 goes on to say, Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Hmm. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Blessed be Yahuwah, for he hath showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thine eyes. Nevertheless, thou heardest the voice of my supplications when I cried unto thee. Consider that for a minute. Because Yah will let you think that he's not listening. Hence he said, I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thine eyes. Why would he say that? Because he thought he was forsaken. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't. He thought he was done for. But he wasn't. He thought Yah had forgotten all about him. But he hadn't. Hence he says, nevertheless thou heardest the voice of my supplications when I cried unto thee. O love, Yahuwah, all ye his saints. For Yahuwah preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in Yahuwah. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Beautiful song. Mm -hmm. You know, so that was today's Tehillim. We also had another one which is Tehillim 121. And Tehillim 121 is all about Yahuwah and Yahshua being our keeper. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And so he is. He is our keeper. All right. So Tehillim 121 says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. 
I love that verse. Hmm. You know, because I do that. Whenever I, I have a problem, whenever I'm going through something, one of the first things I do is I look up. I look up. Because I understand, even as verse 2 says, my help cometh from Yahuwah, which made heaven and earth. You know, and I know where he resides, so I look up to where, he's, where he is. Verse 3 goes on to say, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Yahuwah is thy keeper. Yahuwah is thy shade upon thy right hand. You know, your right hand speaks to your power. It speaks to your strength. It speaks to your authority. <clears throat> you know, and so he's saying he is thy shade. He is thy covering <clears throat> upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Yahuwah shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. Yahuwah shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in. Hallelujah. From this time forth, even forevermore. Now, pretty much everywhere you see where it spoke about keep or keepeth, you know, it or preserve is Shamar. Number 8104, meaning to hedge about as with thorns, that is to guard, generally to protect, to attend to. You know, so this psalm is all about Yah being our keeper. You know, so sometimes they translate it as keeper, and sometimes they translate it as preserve. But it's all the same word. You know, so this is all about Yah keeping us. That is He that is our guardian. It's He that protects us, that hedges us about, that keep the enemy from off of us. You know, so that is Psalms one twenty one. That's the last psalm for the day. That's all I have for you. Pray it was a blessing. Taking questions at this time. Um, so, when are you considered righteous? When you do right. Hmm? <laughs> I knew you were trying to say that. <laughs> <laughs> What does that look like? <laughs> <laughs> well, 